0: This station is now the ultimate power in the universe.
1: What is up, everybody? Look at this wonderful panel. Uh, I am Ro, the Book of Roba Fett, welcoming all of you, uh, both in the panel and in the chat, uh, to another edition of our little show we like to call Boba Fett Refresh, a little review of last week's episode of the Book of Boba Fett. And uh, I have uh, quite an array of characters up in here. Check this out. We got uh, we got Sean from Extra Techie, Mister Star Wars himself, what? and uh, exactly, <laughs> and the boys from the Escape Pod, all three of them. What's up, Thank guys? You. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Excellent. And we have a uh, healthy group of uh, wonderful people in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Sunday, January twenty third. Uh, before we get into our discussion, I want to uh, do some uh, quick little announcements. Um, Where's my announcement notes? Here we go. <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, give a little shout out to uh, a new friend, Mel- Melanie Price. She had some very kind words uh, for us uh, regarding uh, the, uh, the podcast and the network as a whole. She says that uh, it's, uh, uh, sh- we're partly responsible for bringing her back into the fandom, she, uh, which is nice to hear. There's no yelling, no hounding you over opinions. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's something that Brad and I, you know, strived for when we created the Scarif podcast uh, many moons ago. Um, And conversely, the Red 5 Network, we all uh, like to get together and talk about all the geek stuff without yelling. But uh, really nice to hear. So uh, thank you very much, Melanie, for that. Uh, The check is in the mail.
2: (laughs) not much of a
1: check right yeah exactly but you know i also wanted to uh welcome officially i guess officially on the air um our new red five member show after the weekend i'm wearing one of their shirts right now let's see here you got that already yeah medium well here's the funny thing i mean we we're all about the initials right yeah i'm i'm guessing Mm. um Let's see, A-S-W, right? Unless, well, uh, until you change
3: it. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I Uh-oh. Have. We have an exclusive? Exclusive, breaking. Oh, nice. Extra Star Wars. <laughs> Listen, very nice, very nice. I couldn't stand changing accounts and then having a random A, and I was <laughs> done with it. I'm sorry, everybody. But you have now... Entered extra star Wars because that's it. That's just what I have to be. And it's the brand now. And I'm pissed <laughs> at it. And I know I'm going to get flamed the entire, the entire night, but Hey, we're here. We're doing it. Thank we you. I just Excellent. want you to find yourself, Sean. I'm trying right. to. Exactly. I'm
1: trying exactly. To. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So helicopter. that's really nice. Really nice. Very
0: Actually, nice. I, I do like, I do like that. If you settle on that, 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 uh, little consolidation. 2022
3: <laughs> ESW <laughs> for now.
0: ESW.
1: <laughs> That's too funny. But, yeah, after the weekend, we've got our friends Maria, the Geeky Crochet, and R2 the Icky. Uh, they have a YouTube show. Uh, reviewing and discussing movies of their youth, the 80s and 90s. Give them a follow, please. Uh, Hit them up and subscribe to their show. Um, I think they would be here, but they're on at the same time that we are. I think uh, R2TheIcky and Mrs. R2TheIcky, they're talking about, uh, what are they reviewing? Um, uh, Us that have kids, we kind of grew up with, uh, what is their show? The... The Mr. Poopy Pants uh, book series. <laughs> the what now? Has to, it has to do with pants. I know that. Captain Underpants? Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Ah. Captain Underpants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, us dads who still had uh, kids of that age remember uh, Captain Underpants. Uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome. So uh, they're going to be talking about that with their kid, and it's a lot of fun. Nice. Mm. Nice. Um, as far as uh, some Star Wars news, I think the only thing that really hit big time was uh, a little casting news mm. for Ahsoka. Do you guys uh, yeah. know about that? Yes. Uh, Mary Elizabeth and uh, help me out with the pronunciation of her third name, Winstead or Winestead? Winstead? Winstead, right? I
0: think it's Winstead. Yeah. I think she's British.
1: Oh, really? It's Winstead. Excellent. She's Ewan McGregor's uh, lady friend. Yeah. Like for real, or on, or some in a movie? No, like, like for, for real. real.
4: That's they have a kid together. Ooh, oh, ooh. yeah, yeah. A, a little,
2: a little
1: Jedi, Star Wars. a little Jedi. Yes, I think um, before Winstead McGregor, mm. very nice. Before all is said and done, we'll all be in Star Wars because it's just going to keep going. But uh, any predictions as to what character she's going to play? I know we've had uh, some rumblings on the interwebs.
3: I haven't a clue. I haven't. I have no clue. I'm not paying attention to any of the rumor mills. <laughs> she could play one of the night sisters, maybe, or. Oh, well, that would be cool. Something
1: yeah. like that. Sure. Yeah.
3: Maybe from Fallen Order. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Very nice. All right. Sounds good. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ahsoka. I think um, we're not even started shooting yet. No. I think soon. Soon. Very soon. Very soon. soon, very soon. And uh, speaking of new projects, uh, this week we had uh, an announcement on the runtime of the Batman. What do you guys think of that? Almost three hours long? I don't I, think it's
4: going to be enough Batman. I love it. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Feed this baby bird. Give it to me all. I want it. <gasps> tweet, tweet, yeah. tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: I think maybe if we break three hours, we're going to have to start putting intermissions in these
3: things. Could be yeah Uh, that's just your weak bladder talking don't worry about it. (laughs) exactly i'm old
1: or just walk in with a uh with a colostomy bag or something
3: just a little extra extra bottle you'll be all right exactly exactly like an empty gatorade bottle yeah
0: wide mouth of course
1: (laughs) (laughs) of course right exactly So what's going on in the uh, in, in the rest of the world with you guys, uh, Big Love Dragon Buddy, Della, Snooch? What are you guys uh, up to? I know. Oh, you guys just had no, no, no. That was a uh, sidebar. But um, I was thinking uh, they had their uh, their music episode, which was a lot of fun. Somebody was live tweeting it during that time. It was really, I was watching all the stuff, and uh, that's a. Uh, we should do a lot more of that. Try to see if we can get people to live tweet some of our. Um, live shows that was really cool mm. yep. so what's going on in the escape uh, pod world
0: we're going back to the mid-80s this week
1: oh very nice yeah, i we'll haven't left up. the mid-80s <laughs> <laughs> or so my wife tells me all the time
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> the more of these movies i watch the uh, more i want to go back
1: right right yeah, yeah
0: we, we want to make cinema great again apparently exactly uh, we're going to be talking about the Explorers and Space Camp this week.
1: Oh, very nice. Oh, Space Camp. I forgot about that one. I yeah. remember the Explorers.
0: Like uh, Brady figured out, had that's got a John Williams score.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That blew mm-hmm. my mind. Wow. Huh. I have to look that up. What? Wow. My YouTube. mind is just blown. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's on
0: YouTube for free.
1: Very nice. Cool. And it's actually
0: a really good... Uh, copy it's not grainy and garbagey
1: very nice cool excellent and uh mr sean just finished uh your breakdown of uh last week's episode of the book of boba fett real nice real nice work there was a couple of times when i was like yelling at the radio because i listened to it in the (laughs) car and i'm like yelling at the radio and talking back to your to your cohorts um which uh, which is funny because uh, I tend to do that a lot when I listen to a lot of the podcasts. Um, it's sometimes it's this and sometimes it's that. <laughs> so it just so it just depends. Um, any other news that you guys want to talk about before we get into it? What are some of the craziest Star Wars fan Twitter arguments that you've seen over the last week?
4: Oh, I stay away from them. <laughs> oh no! There's so him.
1: much fun sometimes. <laughs> like remarkable. who would have,
4: like who would have thought zippers would split
1: the fandom once again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the stuff people get hung up on is just like insane to me. Right. It's wacky. It's
1: wacky packages,
0: is what like, it is. Like last week when everybody was complaining about the uh, the Scarro uh, uh, scooter bikes. I okay. It was pushing it. <laughs> but uh, zippers?
3: Seriously? <laughs> Someone refresh me. I don't know the zipper argument. What are we talking about? Please, help me. Uh,
1: apparently, uh, somebody screenshot a uh, a shot of, uh, what's the, the the girl, one of the uh, mod squad girls, uh-huh. the, the one with the robot arm? Okay. And, you know, she had a leather, like a vest thing, and then mm-hmm. there was a zipper, like, right there. And, right. And somebody was... Uh, offended that uh, star wars had zippers okay
3: get a life nerd okay next <laughs> there,
2: was one, there was one with uh, the straps on how uh, boba fett's armor fit and they were pointing it out and the guy's got a rocket strapped to his back of course there's more support <laughs>
0: right have you ever uh, like overfilled a backpack it
1: just starts hanging off that's <laughs> fair <clears throat> absolutely all right, let's get to our main topic, but let's roll that little intro and let's talk Book of Boba Fett. Let's just cut to the chase. Did you guys like this episode or not?
2: Absolutely. That's absolutely, absolutely. fine. A big yes.
1: A big yes on the book of Boba Fett. Let's break that down. So, um, you know, I've heard uh, the argument that this episode should have been um, the first episode. And there's a lot there to kind of uh, sink our teeth into. There's a lot of information there. Do you guys think that we are done with the little flashbacks of uh, Boba Fett's uh, memories there? I First of all, so. did you, did you like the flashbacks?
4: Yeah,
2: I think I they
1: were necessary. It. Okay.
2: Yeah. I enjoyed the flashbacks. Uh, I never really had a problem with them. Um, I think when he gets out of the back of the tank and it's complete, I think that's the, you know, no more dreams, no more uh, going back.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. I agree with you. I sort of brought that up on the show as well. And I made a bold claim saying that this episode fully healed the series as well, in yeah. addition. So, hopefully, nothing but up from here.
1: I heard that. and um, But don't you guys think that it's a little, I don't want to say it's a little too late, but it's a little late in the game, halfway through the series, if it's going to heal the show. Um you know, we've got like what three episodes uh, left. Um, the next three episodes uh, better be two and a half hours long.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Mando spent a good amount of time Ubering for a frog lady, and we had to get through <laughs> that. As, yeah. We had to get through that, that as a team. So I imagine that we're we're about to get some uh, CW type crossovers where we're bringing it. We're bringing in a team right i mean if you think of marvel thanos didn't really mean anything until what movie 13 you know so all in good time they have to tell the story even though it wasn't the story that most fanboys wanted (laughs) this is the story we got roll with it let's go
2: i've I've enjoyed the ride so far Um, uh, my only real gripe with the show is just the length of the episodes are so short um seems like one and two we should have combined into one. Um, maybe it was at some point. Um, but uh, that's really my only com- true complaint about it. I can see the criticisms, but I'm enjoying the ride.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I said before the, the show dropped, um, man, you know, I've said it before, is I was going to be really critical and really hard on, on this series. Um, you know, we've had a couple of seasons of The Mandalorian. They've kind of ironed everything out. Um but it almost seems like this show was the experiment even before Mandalorian. There's a lot of things that to me didn't gel well enough. Uh some of the things uh the Mandalorian did a little better. Um and I don't know what you know, I don't know what that is. Um but I don't know, it's I I I've got really mixed feelings about the show in general. Um, And yes, this episode was probably my favorite one out of everything that we've seen so far. Um, But, you know, again, I still have some some critiques on it. Um, But I'm really looking forward to the, the, the last half of this series. And I know, you know, there were talks that this was a one off series, the seven episodes and that's it um we'll see if they hold to it it just depends i guess on the popularity and what the fan reaction is um but um i don't know let's uh go around the table and talk about our uh favorite elements of uh the episode called what was it called the coming storm or the gathering storm Mm -hmm. um sean let's go backwards let's talk with you sean what are your uh some of your favorite parts uh some of the things that you enjoyed on this episode
3: sure thanks thanks for having me by the way this is great uh a lot of people didn't like the mod squad part and i kind of really liked it because the weirder really? the weirder star wars can be the better for me and you're talking about cybernetics you're talking about that's huge in the comics especially with i I forget what the dude's name but he was a cybernetic dude that was put up against vader uh during i think last year's star wars series and of course we didn't get that in movies that's no big deal but We were okay with Luke getting a hand, right? We gave him a hand there, so we accepted it. But, like, everybody's didn't like the techno. I'm into Eiffel 65. I want all of this stuff. Yeah, Yes, they're in a desert. But you don't think this stuff is happening? So, for me, yeah, it's a jarring sort of look at the galaxy. But there's all different cultures in there. I loved it. I loved the idea of this dude, like, underground tattoo parlor, like, Matrix-style sort of music and just, like... Nah, we're just going to enhance you. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, it's I was I was into the mod squad gang for sure.
0: It really had a Johnny mnemonic kind of feel.
1: Right. One of the um, I get, one of the things that well, obviously this was a, a, the previous episode, but the 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 concept of the mod squad is is fine. I think the the for the most part, my biggest problem with a lot of the show is the execution um yeah luke had a hand but it wasn't like a modified it's because it got chopped off and he got he medically he needed another hand um but uh i don't know it's uh you know like i said i think for the for me it's 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 really execution um all right big love and what about you
4: Oh, that's t- – I mean, you talk about the, the Mod Squad stuff specifically. I, I'm I'm with Extra Techie. I, I truly – I do enjoy it. It's a different aspect. Like he said, to me, it captures a different side of Star Wars that we're not used to seeing, but we do see it in the comic books like he was stating. I'm all for it. Um, I know a couple people say that the main mod guy was a little off-putting with his hair and stuff like that. They felt it was not Star Wars. I have no problem with it. I think it adds a different element, and I'm all for seeing it.
1: He was somebody famous, right? Uh, Suicidal Tendencies guy. What's his name? Uh, Thundercat. Right. I love that show. (laughs)
3: It's
2: because you like screaming hell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragon Buddy, what about you?
2: Um, I really like the connection we saw to The Mandalorian. I kind of... I knew they were going to blend at some point but mm. when you see um, the battle going on in the background because um, we rewatched watched uh, the Mandalorian scene mm. that let us defend mm-hmm. it so knowing that that's part of it and then in in the end the last uh, the last scene catching we're going straight into the Mandalorian uh, theme song it's uh now I'm really excited on top of what's going on I think they're blending it correctly and I, I think that's where our story was trying to trying to bring us is that we're all they're all connected and uh, as a one-off season. That's, that's where I think it was going to go.
1: Yeah. The connection is, is fine. I think um, again, for me, it's the execution. It, it, it took too long to get here. Um, I think it would have, it would have been nice to see the Tuscan stuff like all of it just at the beginning. One episode. Um, Yeah. Well, one episode or, you know, maybe a, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm still excited for the next three uh, episodes and see what, uh, what happens. Um, Della Snooch, um, what about you? What are, what are some of the things that you have been enjoying, especially on this last last episode? Um,
0: I've, I've really been enjoying the uh, return back to the um, Godfather-style mafia uh, show that we thought we were getting at the beginning. Um, I really didn't enjoy the Tusken Raiders stuff.
1: Uh, you didn't. You didn't.
0: I did not. Okay. Um, not. I. I appreciate it more now. Like. Uh, I. I appreciate the reason why they told that part of the story because that there's been things that paid off from that. But damn, did they take a long time to tell us that part of the story. Like, right, yeah. There, there was 40 minutes worth of screen time for something that could have been a 4-minute set of exposition.
1: Sure.
3: To yeah. to piggyback on that in terms of timing, we well my buddy Mike and we we kind of break down the percentages of time spent. And we called it a Tuscan time. Tuscan time took 70% average when it was present during the episodes in episode 1 and 2. And then Fennec time, which was just last episode, was almost 74% of the episode. And then you have present time, you know, what they're doing now. So my hope, just like we talked about earlier with zero flashbacks because we're fully healed, is all of the time will now be present time Mm
1: -hmm.
3: with maybe some uh, connections to what he experienced in the past. You know, we're all caught up to, to Mando timeline, which is great. Dragon Buddy, love the connections there for sure. Uh, Love seeing the flares in the background. Not really sure the timing of everything. Did, did he find her at sunset, sunrise? I don't know if it matters for me in continuity land, but whatever. And then I was truly like floored, not floored, but I got the chills of all oh, the Mando theme because I thought Bobo was coming into Mando. I didn't know Mando was going to make its way over to Bobo because I know they're going to do some crossover events. They just have to. I mean, a movie event... A two-hour movie with, with Ahsoka Boba and Mando is coming down the line. I know it is. It has to, you know, straight to Disney Plus. It'd be great. And you know, that theme coming, I was like, Yes, please bring everybody. Bring grief. Bring it all. Bring Mayfeld. I want I want to
4: I felt I felt so stupid. I did not catch the music cue because I was so into that. Like I was so into them talking. Right. I was so into them going back and forth. And then like it kind of ended. I'm like I just started spinning this web of who could be coming. And it's like, yeah. I didn't even catch the musical cue. Yeah. because if I'd have caught the damn musical cue, I wouldn't have made up all this head cannon of what's going <laughs> to happen. So I probably ruined it for myself, but that's how it is sometimes. You know, that's the
1: one cool thing about star Wars in general is you really do have to listen to the music because sometimes it tells you mm-hmm. things that the visuals don't. And this is a very a perfect example of that. You know, you've got uh, the old themes, the old John Williams mm-hmm. themes of the characters in the original trilogy and, and all through throughout the, the the series, the saga, and you really do. You've got to really pay attention. There's some little things that kind of, that he sneaks in there. And, you know, when I uh, watch all this behind-the-scenes stuff, I don't know if it's, especially um, the original trilogy, I don't know if it was George Lucas um telling john williams you know uh can you I'm, I'm thinking about doing this can you give the audience a little hint or is it's just john williams just doing his thing uh which for me it would be interesting to find out you know which uh which scenario fit there but you definitely have to uh listen to the music because you know i've always said that the music is a, a another character in star wars and you really have to pay attention to that stuff which is really cool
4: oh yeah yeah
2: don't feel bad brady i I caught, when you when you see the flashes in the sky, you get that uh, Mandalorian shot. I caught that. But at the end, I, too, was wrapped up into, oh, they're going to call. They're probably going to call Mando. They're probably going to call. And I was uh, texting Lunar Girl. And uh, she's like, did you catch the music? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through the thing, she's like, no, at the go back and watch it. I went back and watched it. I'm like, okay, now it's definite. Mando's yeah. definitely coming. And we could probably get Bo-Katan. And we could...
4: Oh, yeah. dude, I already I already wrote Clone Force 99 coming in. Like, that's how bad it got in my head. Like, that's where I was at. I was like, well, Finnick Chan met him at one time, but they were not enemies, but now they're buddies just because I know that's how it's going to happen. You know, like, I had this whole
3: thing written out. Does Rex make an appearance, and now yeah, Tamara it, it Morrison has to I play haven't caught that roles. far yet, man. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: You know, Sean brings up a very interesting point that I would – uh, totally fall in love with is you know these shows are setting something up that um, that we're gonna get like this massive movie at the end of all this stuff that's straight to Disney Plus um, something that where we're gonna see everything almost like uh, you know a Star Wars End Game. Yep.
3: You know I think and, that would be really awesome. And guess what? It's gonna cost twenty nine ninety nine, and I'm <laughs> buying it day one. one. <laughs> Well, exactly. I really think,
4: I really think that uh, television show is the future of Star Wars Entertainment. Yeah. Like I really think that's the direction. Like I think we're gonna get movies, but they're not gonna be near as prevalent as the TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I think don't don't give me a two hour movie. Give me a six episode miniseries where they all come together and it all comes to a head. Give me that. I don't want a two hour movie. I want
3: four episodes, six episodes, eight yep. episodes. Give me that. Tony the CW crossover events when they did that were awesome. Every single show had an episode that was dedicated to the crossover which made you you had to watch it. It was a brilliant idea cuz Oh, and now you're doing it with Disney's budget? Yep. Yeah. Give it to yep. me.
0: They do that in comic books too where mm-hmm. you, you get like a six or seven book run that tells a sub story. Yeah. But it's from multiple different comic book series.
3: I'm all for it. Yeah, that's Did, what I, I, I hate the comics sometimes because you go, God damn it. I Star Wars them. bounty hunter number fifteen, and you're like, but there's sixteen bounty hunters and no, I have <laughs> to buy them all. You know, they, they really they rope you in, man. I can't I can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, with the Disney money, there's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, <whoa. laughs> but you know, uh, that's a philosophical thing, what you said. Somebody who said it, uh, Big Lovin', uh, regarding not wanting movies anymore and just sticking to Disney, uh, the streaming. Um, I find that statement alarming, um, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, Star Wars was born in the cinema. There is a certain aspect of Star Wars that uh, I love watching on the big screen, Um and for me, Star Wars cinema, and I'm gonna kind of throw it over to Sean because Sean, you had said something in your previous episode regarding cheese, mm. and t- to me, it's it, it's kind of related. There is a certain aspect of of, and I'm gonna use the term, but I'm not. It's it's not. It's not what it what it means. Uh, Cheesy uh, cheapness in the streaming shows versus Star Wars. And I think that's my problem. My biggest problem is I'm having trouble quantifying, having to take two sets of criteria to 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 critique Star Wars on the small screen versus Star Wars on the big screen. And, you know, my expectations are up here with the quality of the effects, the quality of story, the quality of character, because for whatever reason, you know, I, I grew up with Star Wars. It is like for me, it's like the top uh, echelon in in geek entertainment. And when I see stuff that doesn't kind of gel with those requirements on my end, i.e. Star Wars streaming, it kind of like bums me out and it makes me want just to have them stop with the streaming. Let's just get back to movies. I want to see the big budget. I want to see these wide shots. And Sean and I have debated and joked around about the expansiveness of, of these shots. Um, but that's where that's where I'm coming from. And yes, it's good to see more Star Wars. We're getting more Star Wars. Here's you know a couple of different shows. But this is, this is going to sound harsh. It's like, it's almost like, don't give me cheap stuff, you know, give me the quality before the quantity.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people would argue with the movies that have come out, have been shitty movies. Yeah. They got a great quality to them, but they're a shitty movie. Whereas you got two seasons the Mandalorian where people just rant and rave and love everything that that was and is.
1: Sure. I can, I can definitely see that.
3: and, And to your point, the stories they've told on the big screen is like a zip tie. There's only so much you can fit inside that story. Right. And we're not, at the, we're at the point where we're all tied up against it. So they either have to break it or they have to go in another direction. So I know not a lot of people are, are hype on high Republic right now, but that is going to lead us into the next trilogies. You know, the longstanding trilogies with the movies and, they're going to they're building up all this source material just like Marvel did, mm-hmm. right? The difference between Marvel and Star Wars is that Marvel actually used their source material and Star Wars didn't. They're borrowing some aspects of it. And not even a Legends guy. I don't know much about it, but I know they're not using a lot of it just based off of discourse, you know? And High Republic, they're, they're starting this sort of, they're laying the groundwork for stories to be told later. So they're doing it right, but it takes time. And the sure. problem that star wars disney did is they have rushed it hard and mm-hmm. i was on both sides at one point i was like it's fine it's going to be great we're going to see it four times now you see it all together and you're like hmm i don't know if i'm buying that blu-ray you know, i don't know if i need to see it again and if you're saying i don't know if i need to see it again that tells you everything you need to know about the quality of it
1: right exactly um there's a lot
0: of uh uh merit in in tv too where you can tell stories about characters that couldn't particularly draw enough crowd in the theater like ahsoka or boba fett or you know they're they're important characters to us Mm -hmm. but you know you know your cousin tiffany's grandma isn't coming to watch the boba fett movie damn her right you know, I've been meaning to talk to Tiffany about it, but here we are. I just think that the uh, there's a place for film and there's a place for these series. I, it is hard to um, reconcile the quality standards for one against the other, though. I mean, I definitely agree with that.
1: Yeah cuz you know I not to beat a dead horse you know I see series like uh Netflix's Lost in Space and it has what I'm looking for in a Star Wars. It has everything that I want to be in in Star Wars. It's just that for some reason um it's not showing up in in Star Wars. Um but uh you know I I also feel that you know obviously they are experimenting with the technology to bring Star Wars level special effects and storytelling to the small screen without spending, you know.
4: Well, that's something I was going to bring up. That was something I was going to bring up too. If you look at Star Wars, when Star Wars first came out, they were game changers in the film industry. They were doing stuff that hadn't been done. You could make the same argument for what's been done on Mandalorian. They're doing stuff on TV that hadn't been done. They're rewriting how TV's going, and that's just moving forward. They're going to get bigger and broader and be able to bring us more and more and more over time. This is just the beginning.
1: But I don't see that innovation in the book of Boba Fett. The innovation that I saw in The Mandalorian, the innovation that I saw uh, even in the sequel trilogies to some degree, um, I'm not seeing a lot of that um, technological innovation in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, even storytelling innovation. Um, to me, it's uh, a little truncated. Um.
2: But that, like, that's just me. It's almost like uh, I can kind of see where its it was Boba Fett, and he's a big character. He's a character that doesn't have much backstory at all from from any of our lore, um, well, any of our, you know, what is now canon. Um, so taking him, it was almost like they were a little too careful with him um, in the first couple episodes on what we're going to make him do to the point of where he's not flying around on his jetpack where everybody was kind of expecting him to be some crazy badass from the beginning. and uh, I, I think it's his rebirth is probably more of the story they're telling um, not for what he was but what he is now. Um, but the storytelling in The Mandalorian was I think a little richer um, as far as, as getting deep into um, where we're going to where this is a, It's more of a topical story. Um, It doesn't seem as deep as it should where, I mean, honestly, building up for the Tuscans and following becoming one of them and then being wiped out off camera was uh, kind of a gratuitous payoff that I don't think really sat. Um,
1: Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we
0: press too far from there. Um, I'm kind of wondering if Book of Boba Fett is uh, similar to what we see in video game studios when, um, you know, this studio is working on a AAA title and this studio's working on a AAA title and one of the other smaller studios that they own doesn't have anything. They have them make a smaller game. just kind of keep everybody working and you know to sell a product i think that they had all of their time and energy going into um mando obi-wan and uh this cassian and Andor series and they kind of gave the b team boba fett and said do something with this
3: dude dude this has been my argument for 3 episodes on my own podcast. Oh, has it? It, it? It's a B production. And once you start seeing it as a B production, but here's the thing, I don't want to
1: see it as a B production.
3: Quiet down over there. Okay? Quiet, quiet down and listen to the adults now. Okay? It's okay that it's a role production because these guys are about to watch Space Camp. <laughs> Oh, we already did. Okay. We're about oh. to talk about Space Camp. It was glorious. Right? It was great. Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> style. Not saying Book of Boba Fett is that bad, but how can you have two greatest bounty hunters ever in the Mandoverse? You can't. doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, you can. Right? You no, can. you can't. You can. You cannot. He's you dead. Can. He blipped for five years. He blipped for five years. All right. He's gone. He doesn't exist anymore. So he has rented to re- out his apartment. That, that's right. That's right. He had, they changed the name of his car, right? They, <laughs> no one cares anymore. No one knows who he is. So the rebirth makes sense in, in that case, but it is, it's a B production. There's, there's weird studs showing, you know, there's screen tearing every once in a while. I can actually see the, the, the hamsters rolling right, the scene yeah. in the background, which is a lot of fun. And again, for me, you know, I take it as casual. I like talking in the anal- in the analytical point of it, but it's like I'm not going to get all hyper about zippers and Starbucks cups. By the way, <laughs> billion-dollar franchise Game of Thrones, Starbucks cup. Everybody right. calm down. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> right, right. Okay. There's also magic in Game of Thrones, so maybe they magic the <laughs> coffee there. Get over it, all right? But, yes, yeah, Stella Snooch, we're on the same page. Be production. <clears throat>
1: Well, yeah. You
2: have uh, Denim Dan and a uh, Mandalorian. Show. Right. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um by a show of hands and I know what your answers are going to be. I know sometimes I take Star Wars too seriously, right? Right? A little bit? A little bit? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um it is a kids show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was made for 12-year-olds. Made for 10-12 year olds. Come on, bro. Um, but, you know, the chat is uh, on fire
1: here talking about, uh, you know, Shanti saying that she's tired of the excuse that Star Wars is on the small screen. Uh, Marvel can do it. Um, you know, bring the A-game to all their streaming shows. Look at the, the, the offerings that Marvel has given us. I had a friend, and I told him his idea was was bullshit, but I had a friend that said that Marvel... Oh, no, Disney was sabotaging Star Wars in favor of Marvel. And I'm like, that sounds ridiculous because it's it's the same family. Mm-hmm. Why would right. you do that? But the more I see this, the more I start to believe it.
0: Marvel um, made five series before they even got to the stuff that they're making now. They made five series with Netflix, and one of them was Iron Fist. Mm. That was raw, raw. <laughs> garbage (laughs) every other scene the only line in the
1: entire scene was i'm danny Rand." (laughs) but to be fair that that was not a disney marvel that that was the folks they netflix i think licensed the characters Mm -hmm. and brought them into the netflix family
0: marvel worked on those shows with them they didn't just say here go take this and do something with it they actually worked with them on those shows
3: yeah and that's, All really right. the, that's the biggest issue is Feige is like, you're going to listen to my words. I've got a bunch of index cards. And here's what we're going to do. Leader. I think in the Star Wars land, when you have this writer doing this and this writer doing that and this writer doing this, fragmentation. Mm-hmm. Not good. Now, uh, Favreau and Filoni, they're kind of emulating what that's happening. But obviously, people aren't really happy with book. They're the same people that made Mando. And they're going to be right. the same people that made Ahsoka, right? So you're not going to have a you're not going to have a home run every single time. I didn't like uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought that series stunk. I thought it could have been a movie instead of a six episode series. That's me. I really liked Hawkeye. People didn't like it. People didn't like how they brought Kingpin back into it, and all of a sudden he's got super strength. The dude blipped for five years. He doesn't, you know, he's a different character than what we saw in the Netflix series. By the way, awesome that they brought him in. You know, so that's good. So. I think it starts in the writer's room and it starts off with coming out with a consensus. Where do you want to take this story? And you're either going to like it, love it or hate it. Well, it's not all going to be gold. Yeah. Unfortunately, as
4: much as we would, as much as fans, we would want every star Wars show to be gold. It's, it's not going to be that.
1: Well,
0: we and where would we be? If, if after Mando episode four, we were like, you know what? This whole series junk? <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're not even, we're just halfway through this story. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, let's stop complaining. Let's talk about uh, the rescue of the fire spray gunship. Yeah. What'd you guys (laughs) think of that?
0: The uh, unincarcerated one. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Indentured servant Uno.
3: Yeah. Captive. I mean, the naming of it obviously they're doing it on purpose. I know the argument one side of the argument is, well, I wouldn't tell my friend that to go get Charles, my Chevrolet. They, <laughs> you know, my wife names her cars. We had we had the Dragon, which was a Supreme Cutlass XL and it was bright red. Nice. If I said, "Go to the parking lot and get the Dragon," you'd be like, "What are you talking about, you psycho?" I'd have to <laughs> tell you the make and model of the car. I'll say but all they, my
2: friends knew the names of our cars. Well, and I don't have a lot of friends, DB. Thanks for bragging, buddy. All right, all two, um, okay.
3: So <laughs> I, they did it on purpose for sure. Right. The first time that this whole fire spray controversy started was during a Lego live conference. I don't know if you watched it. I did the whole thing waiting for the star Wars stuff. And the guy comes out with the, with the starship and he goes, this is Bubba Fett starship. And I'm like, what you, is that a mistake? And then all of a sudden you start seeing the tweets, and it was not a mistake. So months ago they had this in you know circulation, and they were like, "Oh oh shit, we did it again." All right, let's just roll with it. Let's do it. I don't care either way. But Mike, my buddy Mike, makes a good point. They didn't not not say it was slave one, right? Right. This is just their way of working around it. Um, Wikipedia which I had to reread the episode just kind of get my brain together for tonight. Slave one, slave one, slave one, slave one, you know, all over it, which is fine. I got a Lego box that I probably shouldn't open because it's the 20th anniversary. Boba Fett slave one probably shouldn't open it, sell it for big bucks. Finally get out of this town because I got to get power converters from Tashi station. good. You know, it's funny. Um, getting
1: back to Boba Fett um, as a character, you know, there's a scene with him and Fennec uh, around uh, singing uh, campfire songs uh, when she was rescued. Um, and that's when he mentioned fire spray, but she asks him, who are you? And he says, I'm Boba Fett. And then she says, nah, Boba Fett is dead. Mm. But if you knew enough to know that Boba Fett is dead, wouldn't you also know enough that Boba Fett's ship's name is Slave One instead of having Boba Fett say, Let's go get my fire spray, venereal disease, as Shanti says, treatment?
3: <laughs> no, I agree. I would say I, I, I fantasize about Ray Skywalker changing the name of the Falcon to something with like solo freighter. Something. Or what
1: did what did your buddy say the the decade pigeon right <laughs>
3: yes <laughs> Some, something along those lines and it would just absolutely make everybody furious would people know the Falcon at during this time probably I agree with you would people know the Ghost probably you know I I, I tend to agree that Slave One is probably a known a known name at this point I mean people knew the Razor Crest and we didn't even know about it
1: yeah yeah um, and for someone who supposedly told fennec that it's advantageous to have people think i'm dead he goes around saying i am boba fett a lot doesn't he even to the robots (laughs) even to the robots and the tom and jerry chases in the kitchen Jabba's kitchen that was the best um,
4: people hated weird that weird
3: rabbit droid. Was was that, was, that robot? That he, droid was listen, cool looking. That's a droid straight from Clone Wars and yeah. Animation Studio. So, like, yeah. I knew what it was. I didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? Like model and stuff like that. I'm like, mm, that looks very familiar, and I feel like I've seen that before. Yes, yeah, so I knew cool. I'd seen it before. Yeah. And you
1: guys mentioned uh, extra um, on your show the uh, voice actor that played Eighty Eight. Uh, was uh, pretty dead on, and I know you know you guys also uh, mentioned that it's uh, easy to kind of uh, re-synthesize uh, the voice of the the torture droid droid from Return of the Jedi, who was voiced by director Richard Marquand, um, which was really cool to kind of see him again.
0: Yeah, he's played by a guy named Matt something or other from What We Do in the Shadows.
1: Oh, okay. What would you guys think of the uh, – well, first of all, is how cool was it to see Jabba's kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are they cutting up
3: over there?
0: General Knifus. <laughs> I think you mean Clevis.
3: Clevis. Um,
2: there you go.
3: Perfect. So that was the same torture droid, right, from Return of the Jedi, right? Correct. Now, do we think that's a promotion or a demotion from the torture uh, chamber to the sous chef? It's a
1: redistribution. Is
3: it a lateral movement?
1: It's a lateral movement because now there's no need for a torture droid because, you know, that's the other thing that bothers me. In Return of the Jedi, there were so many uh, creatures and, and, and uh, people yeah. in Jabba's palace hanging out, smoking doobies, doing, listening right. to music, whatever. And one of the reasons that it feels so cheesy and cheap is that now it, it's always just like three people in the room at all times and it's like can we just get yeah. some extras in here
3: yeah that's not a bad point and the fact that they had a feast for two people and it looked like beauty and the beast enchanted the entire meal
0: <laughs> i wonder how much of that is uh not wanting to have extra people in in the bubble mm. as far as being on set like they probably could have but was it necessary to tell the story hmm I mean, I don't like that as an answer. I'm just, just you know, sure. cannon.
1: You talking about COVID restrictions and uh, people yeah. on set? Yeah, because you know you sure. gotta you gotta have all those people
0: um, test and stuff, and then they don't get to go home to their families. They gotta stay there on on campus. And... Uh.
1: But there's 17 people behind the camera.
0: Well, there, those people are all <laughs> stuck there too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just what I think. I think maybe they they chose to uh, uh, have less moving parts to
3: keep try and keep people from getting sick. That's a good. It's that's I mean, a good it's, point. It's a valid point for sure. Sure, I never, I never even thought about it, and I didn't really think about extras and stuff. I the just figured
1: the
0: scenes it, where they're yeah. outside. There's people.
3: Sure.
1: Yeah, and I know um, the uh, Tuscan tent area was shot uh, on a large uh, parking lot in Los Angeles with some blue screen, Hmm. um, which is kind of cool. They went back to the blue screen technology and opposed to the green screen, which uh, tells me that they might be shooting film um, during those sequences. Um, I think they switched to green screen um, when they started using digital um, just because the technicality of it uh, is easier to key on, on, on green for digital um
3: that was a nice that was a nice lesson thank you sure anytime
0: i don't know Um, what i i heard him say technical things
1: (laughs) that's how i felt when you guys were talking about the sports ball before we went on on, yeah yeah so there you go so um, talking about the, uh, uh, any uh, predictions as far as next episode, I know we talked a little bit about the uh, music cues that we um, may or may not have heard uh, at the end there, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Mr. Lovin'. But uh, <laughs> I think next week is going to be bonkers. And uh, to Sean's point, you know, it might actually be kind of a, um, a lead-up to a larger two-parter uh, towards the end
0: yeah maybe
3: I think I don't that, yeah go ahead
1: I don't know if everyone is showing up like you said because obviously during this time there's you know it's still like COVID restriction restricted um, although everybody in the Mando cast are, are wearing masks anyways um, both characters and the actors I guess but mm. Um, I don't know. What What are your guys' uh, biggest predictions for these final three episodes?
4: Well, I think I already told you my prediction. Everybody's showing up. Clone Force ninety nine. Jesus, yeah. everybody's gonna be there. <laughs> Dengar
3: for sure. Dengar. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. I think yeah. we got to have some uh, some kind of montage of of Rancor Nation played to "Eye of the Tiger." and they'll change yeah, right. the tune to Eye of the Rancor.
1: <clears throat> and yeah. I think
3: it'll be very good to have that because they promised us, right, smoking gun, mm-hmm. and I need to see some trainings. I need to see some sit and paw and touch and stay. Wait is and
1: that That's Chekhov's gun, not smoking gun. Whatever, man. <laughs> oh, I, You <laughs> know, I didn't cares. even think
0: about that. We might get a scene with Boba riding a Rancor. We like will. In yeah. yeah, we're getting but,
1: it.
3: With yeah. all of those, all yes. of the muscles stretched yeah. out yes. to either side, in the yep. flying V. There's like, going to be a circle like in the Avengers. Oh yeah, come hey, on! On your left, yes. <laughs> Black is dead. Ah! The Banthas are coming. I mean, they'll be late. They run a little slow. It's no big deal, yeah. but they'll yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. So w- <sighs>
1: Halfway through the series, if everything that happens, uh, if everything that you guys are talking about happens, um, Black Crescenton becomes Mm. buddies with uh, Boba, don't you guys think it's, like, too fast? Because right now they're not – I mean, they're sort of friends, but they just started. And to have them be buddy buddies all of a sudden – Oh, they're going to be paid. I don't think they're buddies. Yeah. I think no, money
3: talks. I think oh, yeah. money they're... talks. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 At this point. The, tre- the treasury is fine. Yeah. Full, he said right. he's got more it's than full. enough
4: credit so he could pay for Blacker Stanton. Yeah. True.
3: I mean, with all the water discounts the city's getting, I mean, he's he's going to be all right. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. You get into that municipality stuff, that can really get expensive.
1: <laughs> so what is the uh, the end goal of this series? Mm.
3: I, I mean I've toyed with the idea that Boba dies at the end of this, but that would just be throwing oh, wow. gas into the fire. That'd be I don't okay. think he will. I don't think he will just because of the of my idea of the crossover. Um, but I think he probably ends with the 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 respect of the the round table and they now see him as the leader after he ends up defeating the Pikes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um there's a chance that Fennec turns on him or Fennec dies. You know, they could, they could take out her character and that would be pretty gut wrenching. You know,
2: I'm hoping this is just us kind of slowly tiptoeing into the underworld of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, I really hope that this brings about more and let's move away, even if it's moving away from Boba Fett and Tatooine. um, But I would really like to see more uh, underworld Star Wars, a little more dark, Storylines and whatnot,
1: but I thought this was going to be that.
2: Yeah, me too. Do
1: we think that uh, Disney has the balls to really go deep into the underworld of Star Wars with everything that we know? And I think, um, you know, we we've read a lot about that in the expanded universe. We know what that world is kind of like. You know, I, I you know, uh, Garza when she was scolding. Uh, special K there when he, right before he ripped the arms scolding. off of the, yeah, it was, I mean, she was, basi- she was basically saying the, 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 the bad times are, are behind us. Uh, it's so uncivilized. Uh, you know, the, the warrior
3: time is over. Garcia flip was talking to all the star Wars fanboys who believe <laughs> that the special editions don't exist. You just have to look past the layers, just like how Oba said, I am not a bounty hunter anymore. He's talking to you, Ro. He's telling you the story. You're just not listening.
1: And th- I think that's my point. <laughs> totally. Um, meaning that I, I just don't think that yeah. uh, Disney has the uh, cojones to go super dark in a well, underworld Star Wars series.
2: I think... We might get a taste of that with uh, seeing the trailer that released for Moon Knight um, coming mm. out through Marvel. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty dark series to tackle as far as storyline goes. Um, we'll see if they can they can make that work. Then I think they can make Star Wars work.
1: That's I think, why? But why?
4: But why is it working over there and not over here? You know, because they got the right teams together. They've been putting this shit together a lot longer than star wars has mm-hmm. star wars has the goes back to the 70s but they haven't been making i mean they've been making marvel movies for since what 2000 2009 or 99 2000 whenever iron man came out yeah, and they started making marvel tv like 2011. Mm-hmm. like they they've had a jump start and all and they have the right creatives in the right spots and
3: and moreover, the source material was the movies. Yeah. That was it, yeah. a yeah. script. So right. to jump off of that, difficult to create, you know, and then you get the everything just said before you get these stories that may make sense, may not make sense, but who's going to fund them? George Lucas was like, I'm not funding these projects. I'll acknowledge that they exist, but who's going to fund them? You know, so Disney is funding the projects now. But they don't align with the vision that people had written for twenty-five plus years, maybe longer, forty-five. Two thousand eight, Joker voice. Two thousand eight, I thought two thousand, way off. Oh yeah, yeah, Joker's all over it. He's got he's the uh, human encyclopedia. He knows it all. <laughs> so I'm great. I'm grateful for him because he's showing why I shouldn't be on this screen. <laughs> True.
1: I don't know, man. Mm
4: -mm.
3: Yeah. What did you say?
4: 2000? Yeah. So what? I'm old. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) judging.
3: Well, in fairness, it feels feels so much longer. It was a Y2K thing. So it went from 2000 to
1: 2008. It was very very convincing. It
3: It did feel like that.
1: It was very convincing. I believed you.
3: Well,
4: (laughs) I mean, as far as with COVID, like, like
0: everything happened in 2019, I've Every time I I turn around, I'm still thinking it's, you know, just now 2020. Right.
3: Yeah. 2022.
0: Yeah. The the sequel, sequel.
2: Well, we're hoping the last three episodes of this really blow us out of the water to where we can go back and watch, binge episode Mm -hmm. one through seven and see the whole story. Yeah.
1: you know, one of the things that bothered me about the first one is, is that uh, after watching the first episode, you know, we got two halves of a story that weren't complete and obviously it was short and we wanted more. And I think for a lot of people that set the stage um, for, for malcontent fans, like why is this so short? What's with the flashbacks? You know, we kept, we kept on getting more flashbacks and more flashbacks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Now we uh, – I'm really hoping that uh, the Book of Boba Fett starts to ramp up. I know it uh, took a little dip in the uh, viewership, supposedly, I guess, because those, uh, those numbers are still kept uh, secret, industry uh, insider information. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's a couple of articles that uh, claim that uh, viewership has gone down. Um, But, you know, I I think, uh, like I said, I hope they start to ramp up because I'm always interested in new Star Wars.
0: I don't think the viewership really went down. I think there were a few people that were like, I'm going to wait until I can binge this. Because the story was moving too slow for them to do it serially.
1: But honestly, isn't that the definition of I'm not going to watch anymore? Hence, the viewership went down. Well, whether, they, whether they're whether they going to wait to watch all of it later, the point at this moment is that they're not watching. So the numbers.
3: Yeah, that's fair. The engagement. That's the engagement number. Are, are you right. bringing people back week to week? It's mm. the daily user attendance, right? Well, so you log into that app and boom, you, you went in and apps really work off of how often that user is on that app and they want to keep you on that app and they want to bring you back every single day, every hour. Is this show bringing you back every week or are you sitting down going, this is a chore?
0: I think Disney doesn't care. I think oh, Disney no. just cares if you're paying your fee month to month.
1: And, you know, with streaming, I think what what uh, drives streaming production is new money. You know, mm-hmm. once you once they have your money, that's it. Yeah, they they don't care. the 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 uh, The advent of streaming is to bring in more subscribers, so you get something new, and that's the biggest reason that they're not, you know, that Ahsoka and Andor and Book of Boba Fett aren't on at the same time because why why waste your 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 yearly you know inventory oh, like that? Oh, for sure. They're yeah. staggering it because right. you know. Back in the day when, um, you know, uh, on Showtime when Dexter uh, went off the air, I stopped subscribing until three months later when it was back on. So that's one of the formulas that they want people to stop doing. You know, as soon as Book of Boba Fett comes in, we've got, uh, you know, what's the next show? Kenobi?
3: Andor, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, regardless, and it's in my position where I got two young daughters at home, $7.99 Seven ninety nine is easy money to spend because we're sure. consuming so much content in terms right. of just yeah. throwing something on. And the bonus is that sometimes I get to watch a show by myself. <laughs> and that's the book of Boba Fett. Oh, I was going to
1: say, do they have those kind of adult things on? Uh...
3: 5 a.m. they do. 5 a.m. <laughs> that's when that happens.
2: Slow motion. Sometimes at sanctuary. night.
3: Sometimes at night. But yeah, no, it's. Would I, I got a I got a Disney Plus deal back at that debut. I bought it for three years, four dollars mm. a month. So nice. I got it for a song and a dance, in my mm. opinion. Now I know that's coming up for a renew and I probably don't have that same deal. But I was like 150 bucks, hundred and forty seven dollars for three years, and I don't have to think about it. And then looking up at the lineup of shows, sure kinda stinks with the the whole, you know, COVID stuff because all those shows, you know, some of them been delayed and whatever but imagine that we would have had more on regular yep. time schedule yep. we would right. have had more content to mm-hmm. uh to consume there it's very uh, very interesting
1: yeah
2: and i'm enjoying the ride so far and even if i wasn't i'm married to lunar girl who would make sure that i would enjoy the ride
3: <laughs> lunar girl i've never heard of her
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's on a couple podcasts and is she you see her once in a while yeah um, but no it's uh Like I said, I've been saying since the beginning I cannot wait until it's all out so I can sit down and watch it as one story. Um, Yeah. Because I think that's what more it is. It's not maybe it's not transferring to a series that well um, as well as it should because it is just one long story that we need to, I can't wait to finish out.
1: And I think we have to kind of remember the, the, um, the explanation that these folks gave us that, you know, the Mandalorian was going to kind of be like a weekly Western, a weekly adventure and this and that. I think, um, you know, the Mandalorian did feel like that, but I think Bo- Book Boba Fett feels like that to a fault. It's like, oh, man, you know, what are they going to do now? What's the, why can't we just continue this story? Um, but who knows?
2: I think episode four really finished off with a hook mm-hmm. to make us go, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Where one through three didn't have that mm. real, that real grab you at the end to make you want to come back next week.
3: Great point. Yeah.
1: I think they should have had that element on at the end of every episode though. Oh yeah. I, th- I think, I think Mando had a lot more of that, you know, going, going through that series than, than this does, you know, Shanti said it uh, on a previous uh, show that, uh, you know, for some people it seems like a chore. It's like, ah, all right, I got to watch this cause I got to review it later on. But, um, you know, hopefully this, uh the, you know, this gears up to uh, something good and uh, we'll all be uh, happier uh, next Sunday. Yeah, And not that we're not happy. I think, um, you know, like I said, you know, any new star wars uh you know i'm gonna check it out and enjoy it for what it is but uh at the same time i'm also going to be critical because of uh my personal expectations and my personal level of expectation when it comes to uh quality based on the stuff that we've already seen i mean you know mando was uh kick-ass and, um, you know, some of those episodes really turned out fantastic. And I just want, I don't want the book of Boba Fett to suck at the end of the day is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Right? If anybody's really concerned, um, about the quality of the book of Bo- Boba Fett though, they really should go back and watch the holiday special. And, <laughs> and it really puts, puts, puts there, it into perspective. perspective. Right. About let good what's great and what's uh okay
3: yeah i I think there has to be a barometer right we can't have always good shows we can't and i do like the idea i mean seven episodes is a weird number to start with so this is just a piece of the star wars galaxy and i think when people think star wars their brain goes to ot their brain goes to big hero movies that's not what they're doing here not one time have we seen a scroll going up the screen. Not one time have we seen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We have new intro titles. Did you notice that they've added a couple characters to those intro titles? You know, we've got uh, more of, you know, less budget to work with, but hopefully more story, more in-depth storyline uh, versus, you know, all of a sudden, oh, looks, he can double jump. That's great. Let's just fill in all the gaps in our brain and just assume this person knows what they're doing here. We're going to get in this step-by-step a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, juries, I think Hawkeye was like this. Like the first three was like, all right, well, what are we doing here? It's not really heating up. And then the last four or five, I was like, it's nice. This is a cool, cool story. And then when you watch it all together, you're like, all right, I like it. It's cool. Um, this will probably get the same here. Giveaway. <gasps> That's exciting.
1: I'm gonna. I'm looking for something on my desk to give away.
3: Should uh, give away your used pen.
1: <laughs> and the this Apple
3: phone dongle.
1: Uh, that's
3: nice. That's it's a rare, so hot.
1: The way you
0: say dongle. Say it slower. <laughs> dongle.
3: Dongle. Very good.
0: Oh, so good.
3: Very good. Hold on.
0: <laughs> oh. Very
3: nice listen i got sa- I got sounders I just refuse to use them right now i i, I had a couple <laughs> queued up like murky fen I wanted to play but I didn't have a right I didn't have a right time to play it I won't do it dank ferrick I got it I got it ready thanks <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> nice. there
1: you go all right well um let's um Let's do a quick review. How many stars do you give this last
3: episode? Out of five. Oh, okay. Thank you. I needed a. I needed a <laughs> limit. Seven thousand. <laughs> uh, Three point seven five. Okay. Perfect. Perfect.
2: I give it a solid four. Four.
3: Okay.
0: I give it a four.
2: Yeah. I'm with them.
0: Um... I'm right around, uh, you know, between a three, seven, five and a four real. I mean, I'm pretty happy.
1: Okay, good, good. Excellent. Um, yeah, I think that sums up like my feelings on the episode. Um, like I said, it's probably the, the one episode that I really, uh, enjoyed a lot more, um, for many reasons. I think there were some, you know, some great, um, plot points and sequences, um, Jennifer Beals in a white dress.
4: What more can you say? Can't go
1: wrong. It's
3: quite the deep cut.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It was more of a plunging neckline, actually. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Whatever.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, before we take off and um, say goodbye, I want to do a quick little giveaway for folks of uh, you guys that have been in the chat. You guys have been so good. Um, I'm going to ask a question, and whoever puts the answer up um first in the chat um gets to uh have one of these guys it is uh part of the bounty collection though little grogu this one with the mando hat or mando helmet that he's playing around with
3: while, while that's while you're doing that ro i've got a, a why don't we have any boca boba fett merchandise good question Right, when really good question. Going off of your merchandise of Mando, and obviously they didn't really have Mando merchandise before season one due right. to obvious secrets. But right. there's no secret that Book of Boba Fett was coming out, right? I saw right. one new Boba Fett doll thing at a Walmart, and then I saw it on my local Target, and it's on the Insta Insta spam. Uh, and it's a cute little thing that you can speak into, and it'll 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 say things back to you. I'm Boba Fett. It, yes.
1: Does it I actually mean, have a book of Boba Fett logo? Is an actual product, or is it just a Star Wars? Here's Boba Fett. Hold on, hold on. Because that is an interesting thing. Because, you know, I I think um, Disney is really missing the boat on on product. Yes. And I don't know why. I yes. want a
0: I want a severed Trandoshan arm.
3: So yes, Black <laughs> well- Series. Merchandise book of Boba Fett voice clone or Boba Fett repeats what you say with rocket launcher. Yes. Because he said it. Yeah, I remember. Part of the blue, that's the green screen because I use digital photography. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Thank you. Did I delay enough for you? I don't know how you're doing this prize thing.
1: Oh, I have a question for you guys in the chat. So again, I'm going to put this up. Uh, little Grogu number three from the bounty collection. They are really cute. I I have been enjoying sending a lot of these out to uh, some of our patrons and followers. Uh, but the question is: in the opening graphics of uh, the book of Boba Fett, where all the helmets pop up, Ooh. who is who is the first helmet and who is the last?
3: Damn! What?
1: Who is the first helmet and who is the last? For this little prize, go ahead and pop it up in the chat and let's see if anybody knows what the answer is. Um, In the meantime, we're going to go around the table and uh, talk about our podcast and projects, future projects. Um, Big loving. And uh, the rest of you guys at the uh, Escape Pod, what do you guys have coming up?
4: Like uh like Don said earlier, we're doing uh space camp and the explorers this week. I don't have we figured out what we're doing next week, fellas?
0: Uh talking about raincore titties. Rancor titties,
4: <laughs> Rancor titties.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: sold. 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 Very nice. I, I got number that that.
3: That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think we have a plan after that. I just want to take credit for rancor titties in the chat. Yeah. Yes. Please. Thank you (laughs) for acknowledging. You should. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I don't don't talk too much in there, but every once in a while, I throw something so vulgar that it just is. It makes up for all the 313 missed messages.
0: I think that we need to talk about um, the uh, oh, what the hell's the name of that show now? The one with John Cena in it. Peacemaker. Oh, oh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. We need yeah. to do the first four episodes of Peacemaker. Holy. I hear good things. Oh, my goodness. Just the intros of the episodes where John Cena's dancing to <laughs> 80s hair metal. It's just, it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers.
3: I love it. i have to catch up on it.
0: There'd be no way we'd be serious at all for an entire two-hour segment.
3: Were we serious tonight? board (laughs)
0: this this would be (laughs) buttoned up compared to what that conversation would be like where
1: is that where's that show on
3: uh hbo HBO max okay you gotta subscribe to that road by the way it is. It is Just, just of, give me your
1: password. Shut up.
0: It's it's one of Fine. the best streaming services I've ever owned. I mean,
3: that and Disney Plus. Here's like, why I'm impressed. I agree with you with HBO Max. My my first impression of HBO Max was setting up a profile and it said, "Do you want to add an adult or add a kid?" Right. I love that they use the word kid, not a yeah. not a child, yeah. right? Like kid. Yeah, no, it's a kid. You probably shouldn't even make it a thing for a kid, but we have yeah, it. A- doesn't have to be your child. Just some kid.
1: Some kid, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Sean, yeah. extra techie, extra Star Wars, thank you so much for making that big announcement on uh, the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, of Live.
3: Um, what do you guys have coming up? Well, obviously, we'll continue with the boys there on the. Uh, we have spoken. We have Bob Crew doing, you know, oh. chapter five, six. I think we're going to try to go live for the final episode. We're going to try to work that out. I'll think. I'll, I'll try to figure out the stream yard nonsense and uh, get that rolling because it's. It, we'll see how that works. Because I know live is really kind of the bigger thing than a than a playback. But we are on the the tube of views. You know, both <laughs> podcast format. Uh, and and I had to tell the guys, I said, you have to wear different shirts every week. Don't do the thing you did before where you wear the same thing. I said because they're going to notice all four viewers. But um, <laughs> working my way through Hive Republic out of the shadows, hoping to chat with our friends uh, Todd and Charles about that book, and then rolling into <laughs> Fallen Star to chat about that. Uh, that I got that in the in the back there, ready to be read. And I enjoy kind of delving into the books and talking about that. I know not a lot of you or read it or whatever. So hopefully you can catch that and just get the storyline, you know, cause we won't get too deep into it, but there's some good, good things happening ahead. And of course, with the whole extra stuff, I just got a bunch of different nonsense going on between Lego drone stuff and the regular tech and gaming. So always busy nonstop, but I love doing this every single night with you.
1: Excellent. Um, Yeah. I uh I only read the first High Republic book. Actually it was read to me. Ooh. Um by all my
0: reading with my ears.
1: Yes. Um and I love your uh your reviews. Your videos are great, uh easy to follow and um a lot of fun. Thank you. I um I particularly enjoyed your unboxing of the Mandalorian Nerf Gun. (laughs) which was frickin' huge. It's gigantic.
4: <clears throat>
1: and speaking of unboxing, um, must have been a month ago I bought a uh, Death Watch uh, Mandalorian helmet that I was going to do an unboxing and it's just sitting here. And yeah. I haven't had time to do the, the
3: unboxing. Um,
1: I want to, uh, but adulting is hard.
3: Yeah. I have the Force uh, Elite whatever Darksaber in the box ready to roll. I'm gonna kind of save it for Mando season three. Not gonna make it a priority, but i'll I'll have the unboxing of that soonish ish,
1: ish. very nice, yeah, yeah, I like unboxing. and there's yeah. another video, another video that I am uh preparing probably sooner rather than later because I've already started editing it. Uh, I found a really cool book about uh, fans and uh, how they display their collectibles, um, fans from uh, Latin America, Mexico mostly. So I'm going to put in together a little video like that. Um, I hope it doesn't get flagged because I'm using, obviously, pictures of somebody else's work, but, uh, you know, I'll mention who. Just say you bought the NFT. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so getting back to the question, uh, the first and last character in the opening of uh, – the opening graphic for the Disney Plus show. And it's uh, different in Mando than it is in the Book of Boba Fett. But I think I already see a winner. But before that, I want to say thank you to all our patrons here at the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast. All right, time for the big thank yous podcast family to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Hello there. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, what up, Joey? The salty crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt. Super fan of many of the Red 5 pods, Nicholas Schaefer. Follow him at Backyard TARDIS. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida. Our other Floridian, Frank, at the Garrison level. Big thanks. And certainly not least, our executor level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Convergence Podcast and scott and kim from the used and abused podcast big thanks you red fivers go give them a follow huge respects to all our patrons for your support and if you want to become more involved in the scare of scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron head over to patreon.com slash scare scuttlebutt and remember we can't have the scuttle without the butt Don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Yes, big thanks to all our patrons. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting the craziness here at the Scariff Scuttlebutt Podcast with all our friends tonight. Big love and DB, Della Snooch, and Sean, the extra techie Star Wars guy. This week, anyways, but um, <laughs> like I said, um, I think we do have a winner, and uh, that would be Joker Voice. Darth Vader and Boba Fett are the first and the last in the animation for the Book of Boba Fett. Thank you very much. I know a lot of people said Fennec, and uh, Fennec is the second to the last, um, so uh, good try. But, nice uh, job, Joker. Nice job, Joker. Joker, do me a favor. DM me at Scarif Podcast uh, with your shipping details, and I will pop this in the mail for you along with some wonderful scuttlebutt stickers and uh, maybe a red five sticker as well. Congratulations. Let's see. So um, where can folks find you guys now Hmm. that we are? Wrapping up for the night, what's going on, Don? You
4: got to give that information out.
0: Um, well, you can always find me at jetfire1979 on Twitter and Della Snooch on Instagram. Big Lovin is uh, uh, O Zero E I G underscore L O V I N zero O on Twitter.
1: If somebody needs to (laughs) rebrand, it's not
3: Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You used every character on the keyboard. That's great. You got (laughs) to.
1: That's good. Thank you guys for joining us. Sean, extra techie.
3: Yeah. Bio.link backslash extra techie. Find all the links there. Bio.link backslash extra techie.
1: And uh, it's very nice. It's like, it's compact very nice easy to digest um and a big thanks to you sean for uh you know you you do all the work putting together uh the red five bio link every time we add a new pod you go in there you uh do a little uh programming magic and uh it's really nice thank you so much uh if anybody in the chat is not familiar with the red five network check out red five network on twitter there's a little yeah. pinned link on there go explore yeah. find out find out what uh, what we got over yeah. there, we got some really cool shows. Like Bio.link backslash
3: red five. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Very Easy.
1: nice. Very nice. There's
3: actually a red. I looked at it. I mistyped the other day, and I went, what the hell is this? And I was like, oh, there's actually just red. Okay, cool. <laughs> red five.
1: Red five. Thank you very much. Everybody in the chat. Uh, Joker, I will uh, pop this in the mail. I'll get your uh, mailing address from... Uh, Si- who'd you say? Who you told me to check? Somebody. I'll check it. But we'll get this out to you. And uh, please, when when it arrives, take a picture mm-hmm. and post it and uh, make sure to tag us.
3: Yeah. Uh, Hashtag use... Rose Trash Compactor.
1: Right. That should be it. A... Actually, I'm going to use that. You're welcome. For a, for a show. Very nice.
3: Nice.
1: See, you come up with some good ones, man. Listen.
3: I've got a lot of time to think. Yeah.
0: I don't know how. you got, you got something too going much. on every five Dude, too minutes. M- how are too you much in- going
3: on. <laughs> <laughs> Brain's always operating. Four hours of sleep, that's all I need. I'm, I'm a basically an android at this point.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. You can follow us at Scarif Podcast wherever you find your other favorite podcast, And uh, give us a follow on the Twitter and all the socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, that's about it, right? Yeah. We don't do Facebook. And uh where else are we? That's it. That's all you need, man. Scare Scuttlebutt podcast, YouTube. And uh YouTube's, yeah, we're on YouTube. Um, You know, uh, I love to hear people's uh, reactions to our shows. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can uh, give us a call and leave a voicemail at 773-234-8659. Operators are standing by. My friends, thank you very much. This is the Red 5 Network. This is Ro from the of Scuttlebutt Podcast. On behalf of all of us here, Shanti and Brad, I hope you guys are feeling good. I love you guys. May the force be with you. And that's the Scuttlebutt.